The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. I wish you all, I wish you all a happy new year. This is our last show of the, uh, the new year of Sports Race Late Night. We're going to be on with the race around the Cam Stewart game time decisions. And I mean everybody. I mean all my, all the people that you guys tune in every night. I love you guys. Like, listen, I'm just a loudmouth, like, um, jackass, okay? I wouldn't be anything without you guys. I wouldn't be anything with the Rageaholics. And I even wish, I wish the best for our loser trolls and you guys that are on like Ritalin and all this different medication and stuff like that. You got nothing going on. My show is what you have going on. And at times I wish that you would die of coronavirus or die like getting hit by a bus, but you're such losers. You never leave your house. So you're not going to die of COVID. Because your life never changed before or after COVID. You can't get hit by a bus because your sorry-ass losers never leave the couch. But even you sorry-ass pathetic losers, I hope you, like, uh, don't piss off your mother as you live in her basement. All right, you thought I was getting all cute on the way out? No. And honestly, it actually upsets me that over 300,000 people Great Americans have died during this pandemic. And there are a bunch of loser trolls and a bunch of losers that sit in their basement and complain about handicappers' picks and about talk show hosts. I wish you really would die. I'm not going to lie. And I'm a very religious person, but God is vengeful as well. And may God strike you down with lightning and may you die in a pit of hell. Other than that, Happy New Year. Check out Tony Finn. Wager Talk. Yeah. Ian Cameron. At Babano. Love you guys. God bless you, my man. Other than that. Amen. You, me, and everyone else are on their own. Later. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. 
This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen, you learn. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Oh, yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy out. The bug boy? Yeah. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Late night anger management class. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the loser trolls, and everybody else in between, kick it with us. We got Ian Cameron, the ladies' man, and Tony Finn throwing it down with us. All right, Tony. So we've repeated ourselves over and over with this uh, this Tulsa game. I want to get into the National Football League and maybe the semifinals and stuff, but are you down with Tulsa, too? Like, I'm not buying it. We're talking about a 3-7 three, three and seven Mississippi State football team here. What's your take on this game, Tony? Well, I think we have to do the uh, with the convert. We have to do the conference conversion. Three and seven SEC is probably eight and two, eight and uh, eight and two in the ACC. So, uh, first off, this is a middle. I, I, in my opinion, this is a middling Tulsa defense. They they're middle of the pack in both rushing and passing defense overall in Division One, uh, and they they have probably the biggest loss. Uh, in, in this game before the game even starts, and that's Zavin Collins, who's, who's uh, an NFL linebacker. He's opted out. Uh, he's the heart and soul of this defense, and especially mid-range passing teams. Uh, he's he's that guy, and uh, I, I expect uh, Mr. Mike Leach, the king uh, of uh, the king of the air raid offenses, to uh, uh, to put it to Tulsa here. I, listen, I'm going to take a three and seven. SEC team is getting points in this. Whoa, whoa, Babato, he's coming at us, Babato. Whoa, three and seven, Mississippi (laughs) State, Babato. Yeah, well, we are all on the same side in every single game, Marenzi. There'd be no betting marketplace, and there'd be no sports books. That's the way you got to look at it. You know, not everybody's going to be on the same side, and the Zayvon Collins absence is big. But I will say this about Tulsa's linebacking core. Multiple other guys on that linebacking core for Tulsa had impact, made big-time tackles. Their sack numbers are good. Yeah, you're not going to replace probably the leadership of Collins because he's one of the captains on the defense for Tulsa. There's no question about it. And he's been is everywhere on the field. 
for that defense all season long. He'll be missed. But there are other linebackers that have performed pretty well, that have a good amount of tackles, that have made plays, that have gotten to the quarterback. Going to have to hope they have big games. And I'm just going to stick by, again, the, the, the Mike Leach bowl struggles. They're very real. Uh, two and eight ATS, the last 10 uh, in bowl season for Mike Leach. We, he's had, his teams have just had some really poor uh, bowl performances. I remember he had good quarterbacks for a couple of years there at Washington State, like Minshew and Luke Falk. And even with those quarterbacks and those teams, a couple of good Wazoo teams, and they just totally laid an egg in the bowl game. So he's a coach that's difficult to trust. I understand, uh, to Tony's point, you know, Mississippi State did have a good final game uh, against Missouri. But like I said earlier, Missouri's defense the last three weeks of the season, they didn't play any. You know, Arkansas, Georgia, Mississippi State, I mean, they all just shredded that Missouri team. So I take that Mississippi State Will Rogers performance against Mizzou with a grain of salt. So I still like Tulsa here, but again, I think it's one of those games that it's in a pick'em point spread range for a reason. It should be a close game. I'm just going to side a little bit with Tulsa. All right, Ball State and San Jose State. All right, Mr. West Coast. Mr. Tony Finn, Sports Memo, Wager Talk, Wager Talk TV in the house. How about them Spartans? What a year for the Spartans. And they pretty much made your home their new home, Tony. They didn't have a choice. They had to play at Sam Boyd Stadium, which is one of the most toxic dump stadiums in America. I know I've been there. Um, And what what can you say about this football team? People keep doubting, ah, and even me. I didn't think, Tony, the one spot that got me, I was like, Hawaii. I was like, man... I think Hawaii are tough. And we saw Hawaii beat Houston. I was like, Hawaii are tough. This is a tough spot for San Jose State to go in there. And then they beat them. I'm like, man, these kids are merciless. These kids, like, these kids are numb. They feel nothing. And and even when I first saw the number, it was six and a half. I was like, you know what? You know, we got that kid. What's his name, Abano? Pritt? Pratt? What's the kid's name, Abano? (laughs) On Ball State? Pritt? Pratt? What's the guy's name? The quarterback. Drew Plitt. Drew Plitt. Drew Plitt. Plitt. Plitt? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Drew Plitt. Thank you. I need yeah, thank you. You know what I'm saying here? I was like, man, these guys are pretty good. But San Jose State, how the hell do we get in front of these guys, uh, Tony? Man, what a year for the Spartans. Brennan's uh, going to finish this off, bro. They're going 8-0. Yeah, the, the, I, I, if I'm in this room and on this game, I'm, I'm backing uh, Nick Starkle. Uh, who a former Texas A&M, former Arkansas quarterback that essentially uh, he blossomed. He he grew up uh, in San Jose. Sixty-five percent of his passes completed, nine yards uh, per per pass clip. He has sixteen to four TD to interception ratio. And in the conference game, title game over Boise State, uh, threw four hundred fifty-three yards. Now, granted, this Boise State team had some. If they had an Achilles, it was their speed and their secondary. You saw that when they went to Hawaii and got their ad, or ours kicked. And, but this, 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 the bottom line here is the Spartans' offense, twelfth in the country in yards per play. And Ball State, they did win six games in a row um, after losing the opener, but they aren't without their. Uh, Achilles, they're, they're, they're a top passing and scoring offense as well. The problem is they can't defend. I'll tell you what, Babano, this Santa, he mentioned Nick Starkle, talking about an SEC quality quarterback that was in the SEC. Seemed like he played on half the teams in the SEC. I'm like, yeah, transfer from there, transfer from here. But here he is, and man, this poor kid, imagine if he just would have showed up here in the Bay Area like two years ago, how his life would have been like cool. But what a year, Babano. 
I, you can't get in front of this. Total 63 and a half right now against uh, Ball State. Ball State's offense is good, but what, what are you making this? What, what are you making this, Ben? So we got Mountain West versus, versus the MAC. Ball State upsets Buffalo. It was a weird game, man. Buffalo came out hot in that game, and then they hit a wall. Ball State scored a, a few quick touchdowns, and then Buffalo were taken out of their game plan as they're more of a running team, Abano. What do you make of this game right now? And what a spike, dude. You and I talked the other night, Babano. It was six and a half, now nine and a half. Yeah, San Jose State, I've cashed a bunch with them this year. I'm not standing in their way. You look at this team and the way they are balanced on offense. They can throw it and they can run it. And Ball State, once and, and Ball State's strength on defense is probably against the run. Well, that's perfect against yeah. Buffalo because they are such a run-heavy offense. Kyle Van Treese is not all that good. good we have to remember yeah. that for Buffalo at quarterback. You know, he's not yeah. very good throwing the football. His, his completion rate's not great. The number of touchdown passes he's made is not really all that spectacular. They relied so much on Jarrett Patterson, and then when Ball State started they keying in on that and shutting right. that run game down, yeah, in the MAC title game, that was it. And, and that's essentially when the game turned in Ball State's favor. You're not going to be able to do that with San Jose State because not only can they run it with Tyler Nevins, but Nick Starkle has been very efficient throwing the football down the field. They've got a, a trio of really good wide receivers as well. And San Jose State's got physicality in the trenches, at the likes of which that I don't think Ball State and teams from the MAC in general can match up with. And let's look at some of the intangibles, Gabe, with San Jose State. They were banished from Santa Clara weeks ago so they've been on the road they had to go to las vegas to play the mountain west championship game against boise state all these kids know are banding together as a team with coach Tough brennan kids. and practicing and playing football and getting ready for the next game they're a closer knit group i'm sure of it because of this and watch them come out tomorrow and play a good game i i'm, I'm i don't want anything but the favorite in that one i i, I would only look san jose state you know tony i've been i've been riding the spartans tony and I was like, oh, man, this line yeah. scares me. I kind of respect the offense that Ball State has. But they got kids opting out. And, guys, we're, we got a break coming. We'll hit it on the other side. We'll get to the NFL, too, we promise. But uh, Ball State and San Jose State. Guys, this game's in Arizona, all right? Ball State don't lead like Michigan or Ohio ever. <laughs> and Indiana. This is, you know what I mean? They don't leave offense. This is an advantage here for San Jose State. Ball State going to the West Coast, they're going to get smoked. San Jose State are going to roll these guys. Bring it. Non-stop live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen? We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. 
As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageahol. <laughs> you know what? Of all the songs we have coming back here, I really like this one. And you know what's funny? Mateus told me, hey, Mateus, you told me, oh, you think this, I, I'm sorry about the song. You see, the crew thought I wouldn't like this one. I like this one. Sounds like very Arizona-ish. Wild West, I like it. Boom. Boom. Got the racing redhead can store throwing it down with us earlier this evening. Poor bastards beating down. I think I'm part of it. But at the same point in time, let's just be real. I'm Johnny Carson. He's Ed McMahon. And sometimes Johnny's got to take a shot at Ed along the way. And he's a great. And Ed McMahon made like you know, $217 million and banged a lot of hot chicks along the way uh, as well. So we got Babano and Tony Finn kicking with us right now. You like that, Babano? Ed McMahon. Hey, I do. Yeah. Hey, Tony. Uh, by I the way, you... I want to throw one last little tidbit about San Jose State. They've won every game. This year. Every one of San Jose State's wins have been by at least 10 points. So if you're concerned yeah. about the point spread, wow. maybe don't be quite as concerned as much. They've won by margin. If you like yeah. San Jose State, don't be scared of the numbers, all I'm saying. Exactly. And how about this, Tony? Great segue, Babano. How about this, Tony? Yep. Into bowl games are never closed, bro. How many bowl games are actually closed? People always talk about these point spreads. One team or the other kicks the crap out of the other in bowl games, Tony. That's the way it works. And like I said, and Babano, thank you. You're exactly right. Even me. And Babano, I don't even, you know, nobody, even people in Northern California. I spent my birthday in San Francisco for the love of God. So don't talk to me about the Bay Area. Right, I purposely went there for my 50. You know what I mean? My birthday, but that you know, Babano just nailed it uh, right there. It's not a case of which they're just winning by smoke and mirrors. And even me, I'm always attracted to the underdog. But for the love of God, Tony, they're kicking the crap out of teams. Yeah, yeah. And as far as this, the number goes here, once it hits seven and a half, seven and a half, nine and a half. It, it, the first, yeah, who the cares? That comes into play so little. That's right. And it, it can happen, but it comes into play so little, it, it doesn't enter my consciousness. I'd love to see a chart of that, Babano and Tony. Wouldn't you love to see a chart? Like, when people hear Babano, and I've done it, and you've done it, and Tony's done it. We've all done it. Well, I can't put them out in Tony's mouth. But I know you and me have done it, Babano. And I get mad at it, but at the same point in time, I do it as well. How many times, Babano, have you said, and you do it all the time. Oh, I like it at three and a half, but I'm not sure about four and a half, right? Or I liked it at six and a half, but now, or seven and a half, now seven, now it's up to nine and a half. And Tony just nailed something interesting, Babano. These point spreads are meaningless. Like I said, we fall for these numbers and stuff, but I'd like to see the math. Steve Merrill is really good at that. He, Steve Merrill will say, yeah, Gabe. Yes, he is. Only 6% of the times NFL games land on one point. 12% of times land at two points. 
You know what I mean, Babano? Like, what is... It's a great conversation. What's the difference between a four and a half and a five and a half? What's the difference between a seven and a half and a nine and a half, Babano? All right, so, Gabe, UL Lafayette is the one team that won but didn't cover in the bowl season. Wow. Other than that, you know, there's not a whole lot of examples of teams that won the game but didn't cover. You're wow. looking at the majority of these bowl games, guys, that have the straight-up winner has also been the ATS winner. Well, UL Lafayette's one of the rare exceptions. Yeah, yeah. And, Tony, we see And, Tony, you can attest to this. NFL's the same thing, Tony. I brought it up earlier. Mark Lawrence's database, I caught on to this years ago. I was like, man, 82% of the time, because I always knew about the Super Bowl, about the point spread didn't matter in the Super Bowl. It was like you pick one side or the other, point spread doesn't matter in the Super Bowl like 48 and six or whatever the hell it is. But NFL for a couple of years, like three to five years in a row, Tony, point spreads didn't matter. What's your take, Finn, on point spreads? Well, I am I get ridiculed a lot. I'm, I listen, I bet plenty of bad lines. And my first, first off, when I look at a game, I, the first thing I say, who's going to win this game? Who, who matches up best? Who has the advantages? Who in the matchup with the weather, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Who's going to win? First off, and then I start doing. Then I go to the number, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not a numbers player, and the, my clients are not numbers guys. They're not guys that want to uh, that finagle and manipulate a line and get in early and then buy back late. These guys wanted somebody to tell them a little bit about the game. So when they meet with their buddies at the bar, they're on what they believe to be the right side, the sharp side, and know a little bit about the game. That's all. That's, uh, and then if, if you, then they want someone to bl- blame if they lose. So that's me. And uh, and I don't. the point spread is what it is. Uh, the point spread's come into play like, even three and a half to six and a half. It's come into play a little more recently since they changed the yes. point. Now, that that's true. Yes. Uh, you, you're going to see more of that because of the extra link there. That's correct. That's a good point, isn't it, Babano? As far as the NFL, everybody missed the extra point now. And Babano, doesn't that even compound our conversation, Ian? As far as point spreads don't matter, as far as key numbers, oh, six and a half. And we've all done it. Six and a half, oh, six and a half, yep. six and seven and a half. Dude, they miss the extra point all the time, anyways, now, Babano. <laughs> yeah, it's not just that, it's, it's missed extra points. It's, you're actually starting to see teams do the CFL style, intentional safety. You're not seeing it a lot yet in NFL and college football, but you're starting to see it, the intentional safety late in the game. If you're backed up inside your own five-yard line, you're at least starting to see that. You're seeing yeah. guys, a lot of coaches go for two. You know, a lot of coaches now, actually, they're going for two when they're up by seven. You know, and try to get that lead to nine points or get that lead to eight. You're seeing some of that actually a few times in the NFL. So it's going to throw the key numbers out of whack. And going back to the bull, uh, uh, straight up equals ATS winner uh, uh, element that I was talking about. We've had 14 bowl games so far. There's only one bowl game where the straight up winner hasn't covered. And that was that UL Lafayette game against Texas San Antonio. UTSA, UTSA covered. UL Lafayette won. That's the only one. The 13 out of the 14 bowl games, straight up winner has covered the number. Wow. How about that, Tony? Which almost leaves me. You know, I've yeah. known this, though. I've known this. Bowls are never close. They're mismatches. It's crap because they're not real. It's not like a fight. 
It's not like the UFC where they're like, all right, let's take this good team against this good team and play them against each other. They're locked in. Let's take this fourth place team from this conference and let's play this third team played from this conference and they're locked in, which leads me into this, Finn. What about West Virginian Army? Normally, I want to take the military team plus the points in a, in, a, in a bowl game, but let's throw all that out the window as far as the point spread. I think West Virginia beat Army, so I must lay the points in West, West Virginia, right? Yeah, well, neither team uh, finished, I think, worse than 30th in any key defense <laughs> ranking, uh, in Division One. The Mountaineers, though, are missing Big 12 tackle leader, Tony Fields. And that, but this defense ranks... I think 23rd in scoring defense and 11th in yards per play allowed. So they should be fine. Overall, uh, the co-DC, Jordan Leslie, he, he's worked with Coach uh, Neil Brown at Troy where they saw the triple uh, option offense of Georgia Southern. So I, I expect West, uh, West Virginia to be prepared for this game, and, and it's important to them. You know what, Babano? I get the feeling, too, and you know, Ian, it's the same stuff, right? How are you going to handle this, this option? And it's not just about your athletes. You can have athletes and get thrown off, but I'm confident enough that West Virginia can slow down this Army rushing attack. Babana, what's your take? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on the Army side, uh, plus seven in this oh. uh, game. It's it, it, This Army team has impressed me uh, this year under Jeff Monk, and he's done a great job with this program. There was some talk that Tyhere Tyler, their quarterback, may not be ready to go, but he's looking like he's going to uh, be able to play. And Tony mentioned it about the West Virginia defensive absences, and it's not just Tony Fields, the linebacker. Uh, Darius Stills is out, too. Defensive end, uh, all-Big 12 player. Uh, he's going to be missing in action, getting re- another opt-out, getting ready for the NFL draft. So West Virginia is going to have defensive concerns, and you're talking about a West Virginia team, Gabe. When do they see a triple option offense in the Big 12? They never do. You know, they are not really a team that sees this style of offense, and they've got even less time than normal. It's not the normal bull prep uh, amount of time for West Virginia. So I think it's going to be a difficult ask for them. And West Virginia's offense concerns me. I've not been a big Jared Dagey fan. I think he's a ham and egger quarterback. He's mediocre. I don't think this team's got a lot of speed and playmakers. And when I think of teams that play Army and play Army's defense, what are the teams that do the biggest damage to Army? Teams with speed teams with playmakers, teams with perimeter athletes down the field at receiver that can just shred uh, uh, this secondary. I don't know if West Virginia's got those kind of playmakers this year on offense. I know Neil Brown is a very good offensive-minded head coach, did great work at Troy, but I think this West Virginia offense is still a work in progress. And let's not forget about Army. They were almost not going to play a bowl game because nobody was stepping up to the plate and and wanting to play them. I think that motivates them. That fuels them in this game. They've been a very good bowl team as well uh, the last couple of years, so I'm going to take the points here. Let me ask you. You think they're going to win outright? I think think there's a very good chance they win outright. All right. All right, because I just don't want to go back on everything we just talked about. Hey, Mateus, you bet on college football. West Virginia Army, who are you taking here, Mateus? West Virginia. What, minus the points or, like, money line? Or do you think they're going to minus the points? West Virginia. With the points. Because I'm just saying, and I, I'm, not, I'm not mocking anyone. I'm not saying, oh, Babano or Tony Finn on this at all. And I don't even like West Virginia. I haven't liked West Virginia since Major Harris was there. And you know what? God bless my grandpa. When I was a kid, he saw me betting and watching a, a West Virginia game, and he bought me a Major Harris t-shirt. 
How about that, Ben? A band of his own, Larry. I don't think he knows who Major yeah. Harris is either. Major Harris, more with the boys on the other side. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. As you continue listening to Sports Grid, ask yourself and be honest Am I listening? Enough. Probably not. 16 hours a day. That's all we ask. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Late night anger management class continues. We got Ian Cameron. And Tony Finn, who knew that 2020 would end with Tony Finn and Ian Cameron kicking out with us here in the late night hours? But God bless them both. And Tony, you become a big fan of ours um, out of everyone. Thank you. And like I said, I know, and you know what's crazy? And I, I full disclosure, me and Tony have never met each other before uh, in person. Uh, we've spoken to each other a bunch of times. I lived in Las Vegas. How long have you lived in Vegas for, too, Tony? I want to ask you, how long have you lived in Vegas for, anyways? I've worked here about 25 years, but I've only lived. My wife wouldn't let, uh, didn't want my girls going to school here. So we waited for them to graduate. We've been here five years. All right. You know what? You're actually smart. That's why we don't know each other. Because I lived there. I lived there from like 2010 to 13 or 14 or so in that era. But you know what? Your wife's a smart uh, woman because Las Vegas has one of the worst educational systems in America. (laughs) <laughs> so yes, you guys think I just know about sports? I know everything about everything. All right. So, anyways, just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, besides Kentucky, and hey, yeah, listen, I don't. You can go to any school you want to here, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I live there, Tony. I know how your schools are. No boundaries. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Carolyn Goodman's the teacher, right? <laughs> she teaches you. Yeah. Listen. You go to school oh, in Vegas, God. you're going to learn oh, how to sell God. drugs and gamble. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, but listen, Tony. I, I'd be I'm a from, student then. Yeah, I'm from Montreal. I, I haven't lived in Montreal <laughs> a long time, but I was born in Montreal, and Montreal's port is one of the most influential ports in the world. We'll just put it that way. All right? Like, uh, if you've done, if if you've done anything wrong in New York, Boston, or Philadelphia... It went through the Montreal port. <laughs> but I love the history of Vegas and all this stuff. I love it. I love the history of criminalism and where we're, where, where we're at right now in 2020. And hey, what a crazy world. And I appreciate both of you guys joining us. This is our last show. This is our last show of the year. And this is our 19th year. It's not our anniversary show. Our anniversary show, which is crazy as it sounds, He's actually going to be on SiriusXM when we launch, although we're going to have a get-together next week on the West Coast um, for, for Wild Card uh, Weekend. So we got Ian Cameron and Tony Finn, both great guys, kicking with us, old school and new school. One guy who didn't hesitate when it came to Ginger and Marianne, and another guy, when I said Ginger and Marianne, he said, I'll take the blonde. You couldn't even bother looking it up a bit. 
Like that's why. Like <laughs> the no, other no, had no. to click his brain in and he failed. Yeah, AKA me. No, no, no. <laughs> I asked you. I said to you. I, I said to you, Babano, look it up. And you couldn't. You lied to me. You lied to me. You said the blonde. Like it's a pretty like. I don't know, Babano. I gotta tell you. Like you know what I mean? Like, I want to move on. I want to move on, but. All right, so I do want to move on. So, semifinal. Uh, we do you know have what, to move game, on. We got a lot of games to get through. Yeah, a game, a game that we haven't hit enough on this show over the last week. I'll throw it to you first, Babano. Then Cincinnati, and let's go fast, Babano. So one minute, buddy. Try to wrap it up. But uh, Cincinnati, and um, what? How do you think they do here? The Cincinnati Bearcats plus the points. Numbers coming down here, Babano. Uh, Cincinnati versus Georgia, six and a half. Total, 50 and a half. What's your take? This Peach Bowl, for years, it's had an SEC team against a AAC team or a, or a team that was maybe disappointed they didn't get in the playoff. And I've seen examples of the team that might be disappointed to get into the that didn't get into the playoff show up in this game. UCF did it against Auburn. There's multiple examples of the smaller team rising to the occasion in this spot. I think Cincinnati does. Look, I'm sure they're disappointed they're not in the playoff, but if they're real, if they're realists, they should know that they probably weren't going to get in. I think they come out trying to make a statement. Georgia's got some opt-outs, and now we just find out James Cook, the running back, who's Dalvin Cook's brother, their father passed away, so he's not going to be in this game either for Georgia. they got a couple defensive opt-outs. Great point. It's going to be tough against JT Daniels for as good as the Cincinnati defense is, but I think Cincinnati's offense with Desmond Ritter, look, they got a lot better and a lot more explosive as they went on, and I don't think Georgia's defense is all that great. I'm on two plays here. I'm on the dog with the points, Cincinnati, and I think the total is a little light. I think we'll see enough points to get over 50 and a half. Cincy's offense is better than some think. I like their defense, but boy, JT Daniels and Georgia's offense was really humming. I don't see them shutting them down completely, so I like Bearcats and over. I like where Babano, great job, Babano. I, I like where you're going with that as far as the toll is concerned. Feels a little light. And I got to be honest with you, Finn, I've never been a JT Daniels fan. I didn't like the kid at USC. He was, you know, I get it. What was, came from Matter Day, whatever. Uh, yeah, Matter Day program. He graduated early. I'm not, I, I hate picking on kids because they don't get paid. But I wasn't a fan of his. And we see with Slovis is better. Um, but, hey, give credit to the yeah. kid. Nine touchdown passes, one interception with Georgia. What do you make yeah. of this, Finn? I'll say it quickly. First off, a month ago, I would have said Cincinnati. And I, too, I'm not a big JT Daniels fan. However, what he's done in this last three games, uh, obviously the caveat here is that yeah. they weren't playing top-tier SEC, but I think a combined score was something like 125 to 50 those three games. Um, and they, they probably have some motivational issues in this game. This is a Georgia team that can, one thought, I thought, would compete with Alabama uh, for an SEC title. So um, I, Desmond Ritter, not going to go quietly into the night, but I'm going to take the challenge here. And it, it, there's no question that Georgia, top of the roster to the bottom of the roster, is, is, has exquisite talent, uh, four- and five-star recruits, uh, outrageous talent. Uh, let's go with that. Georgia minus the points. Well, Bano. 
Yeah, I'm I'm on Cincy and over. Um, we'll see we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Someone's gonna win, guaranteed winner, right here on Sports Rage Late Night on our final show. I don't even know. I, I'm confused yeah. about this game. You know what, Tony reminds me. I when I lived in Vegas, if you guys remember, it was when uh, Brian Kelly he left. He actually left for Notre Dame. Tim Tebow yeah. was a quarterback. Do you remember yeah. Vanner? You remember that, that game, guys? And yeah. uh, it was Cincinnati. Yeah, Tony Pike. Tony Pike was the quarterback. If you know, Babano doesn't know Marianne from G- Gilligan's Island, so I don't. I don't think he's gonna. I know, know Tony, Tony Pike, Pike right before Zach Kalaros there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, you know Tony Pike because yeah. he was a backup in the CFL, probably. <laughs> Love Babano. <laughs> actually, never but, did play in the CFL. Hey, listen, Tony Pike was actually a damn good college quarterback. <laughs> man. Remember, maybe I've been guys in the last word in that. Very good. No. He was a damn good college quarterback. I don't know why he didn't play the CFL, man, or the NFL. Whatever happened to Tony Pike, anyways? But anyways, Florida blew him out. I remember Eight I was in Vegas in the Marinovich. area. Then. What's that, Eight Tony? All right, so. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Come there on, you go. Man. That's, hey, that's that. Tony, I expect better from you. Tony to nailed it. On, on. I expect better from you to picking on Todd Marinovich. Come on. I like that. Come on. I like Todd. Uh, he made me a hey, lot of money. Me too. Rookie, me he's, too. He's a rookie starting. You're damn right, he did. I lived yeah. in L.A., California in those days, bro. <laughs> Hollywood, California. And I was yeah. a young hustler. I wasn't on the radio or anything like that. I'll just put it this way. I used to party and hook up with Emmanuel Stewart. Remember him? He was the running back on that team. I used oh, to hang cool. out. and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in the old days, his nickname, Todd Marijuanovich, right? Great kid. Great That's kid. Right, yeah. uh, Insurmountable yeah. pressure. The father just died, guys. So, yeah, enough respect here. Oh, Let's show yeah. some respect, right? But okay. Todd Marinovich, yeah. you guys don't I know. Agree. What a great call. I got goosebumps right now, man. Those days, I got goosebumps right now. I remember those days, man. You know what it was? I wasn't like buddies with like the football team. But I was in a metal band. I was going to like I was I was I was playing, I was playing like metal and like hard rock and stuff. I wanted to be the next Bon Jovi, except I became a hustler. Like I, my life became kind of crazy. And I, you know, and next thing I knew, I'm hanging out with drama students at USC. And it's weird. So you're hanging out with drama students, it has nothing to do with football. Next thing I know. I'm at hanging out with drama students in USC, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, meet the running back. And, you know, he's the running back on the team. He's the quarterback on the team. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, man. Yeah. Like, what a world. And I was like, wow. It was, uh, Tony, like, my life's a movie, and it will be. But that's besides the point. I'm just going to yeah. say. It, it, it was supposed to be a book five out. years ago. We're still waiting on it. So, hey, Babano. Is that a cheap it's shot? Still what? work in progress. No, no. <laughs> work in progress. No, I want to read it. That's why I'm excited. Let's get let's get it going here. You better buy it. You better buy it. It's the 20th anniversary. Hundred percent, I will. Same it's with the, the 20th anniversary show. I will be no, no, there, no, no, regardless no, no, of no, where no. it is. No, no, no. Who the hell releases the book on the anniversary on the 19th anniversary of battle? All right, now you piss me off for real. <laughs> All right, that's good. Right, fair shot, though. Fair shot. Fair shot. Fair shot. Fair, Roberto. Fair. Okay. So, 
All right, so we're split on this one. Yeah, All right, Auburn. It's not Auburn, a shot. North it's your book is worth reading and yes. writing. I want to. So like, let's I, let's get it done. I didn't like. <laughs> I didn't like the year part. There's a reason. All right. We're in a coordination with the 20th oh, okay. year. Okay, I hear you. Back. All right. It's gonna, it's gonna be a tell. We're not in the third Tom year. Marty's gonna play, play, play. Yeah, and that's a guy I appreciate. It. I'd be respect. He's too muscular for me. I want Vin Diesel playing me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not in our third year of handicapping, Babano. This is a real anniversary. All right. We need to actually like <laughs> we actually like hash has to coincide. So I'm like the Rolling Stones, Babano. Like we don't yeah, you I'm don't going want on ten years of handicapping now. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you and Cohen in your years. We're like a time warp. All right. So anyways. <laughs> Ten years. All right, all right, we're gonna move on. You guys are shaking me up. Finn's loving it. Tony Finn's loving it. All right, semifinals. I want to get to the NFL. I want to get to the NFL, but whatever. You don't like it? Tune in to our show tomorrow again. But semifinals. I have a band I'm gonna throw it to you. No, no, I can't throw it to you because you're not gonna take a minute. Tony Finn, I'm throwing it to you. Alabama, <laughs> Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. What's the best bet out of those games? Clemson. 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 Uh, laser points. And in truth, really, uh, laser points with Alabama, too. It's two, these two teams meet up again. Again. Alabama. Clemson. And we just talked about it, guys. It doesn't matter. Throw that point spread to the third. Take it to the third because uh, Clemson covers. That's the one thing. Uh, there's a few coaches in the NFL and uh, college that I trust that if, they, if, if, if there's a chance to cover, they're going to cover. And Dabo's one of them. We go to Penn State. There's some other coaches. But Fortress, nice. Bring it. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you've found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci, level three. Happy freaking New Year. I hope uh, your New Year is there on New Year's Eve Eve, and it reminds me, New Year's Eve Eve. I played a concert. I'm in a band called Homicide. Look it up online, metal band. I played a concert on New Year's Eve Eve, and there was like 17 people there, and I realized. I told someone. I said, you can't book a show on New Year's Eve Eve. Everybody's going to know they're going to be going out the next night, but nobody goes out anymore and we're breaking it down right now and since nobody goes out we're all betting all right and forget about the nba forget about all this other crap and college basketball let's get into some football uh right now we got tony finn kicking with us wager talk we got ian cameron mr independent the serial killer he murders sports books kick it with us we got bowl games but guys <laughs> all these bowl games are cool I'm fired up for week 17 of the National Football League, Babano. I'm ready to go. And I can't wait for Finn's take. We're going to go. We got like two minutes for the break, so I'm going to throw it to you first here, Babano. Are you ready to lay all these points with the Cleveland Browns? Like, like, are they really just going to murder the Pittsburgh Steelers? Are you really buying into this? What's your take, Babano? I'm not laying points with Cleveland in this game. This is a pressure spot for a franchise that hasn't known success for a very long time. 
Uh, Baker Mayfield, may, if you listen to his quotes after the loss uh, to the Jets, like he, I give him credit for owning it, you know, even though I don't think it was his fault. You know, what are you going to do when your top three receivers are out all of a sudden unexpectedly? You have no chemistry, no cohesion with uh, your new receivers. You're all of a sudden having to get ready for a game like this quickly. But he owned it, said the fumbles were bad on his part. He has to be better. He has to lead this team in a better way on offense. But I'm not ready to lay 9-10. I get it, Mason Rudolph's in. Ben, uh, ben Roethlisberger is going to get sat down here by Mike Tomlin. Uh, but I, I'm not ready to lay nine, nine and a half game in this game. Again, I'm going to stress this to everybody. Must win doesn't equal will win. You can't just yeah, be betting sure. teams because they need the victory. And you need to really look at so many scenarios that I've seen in the past. I'm sure Tony can agree that there's teams that need the win, and there's a team that they play that they're well out of it, and that team would like nothing more than to spoil the party, even if they're sitting guys like the Steelers might be here in this game. So... You know, it's a big spot for Cleveland, but I'm not interested in laying on, more Tony. than a touchdown. I'll tell you that right now. Hold on, Tony. Run a quick break. We'll get your take on the other side. And you're exactly right, the battle. You get to this point in the time of the year when you need a win, it means you're not that good. Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 